Yeah. But after like two or three days, they're fucking straight, dude. And they're way cheaper, too. Like, a pack of cigarettes is, what, like, eight bucks? These are, like, fucking two, you know? Yeah. Well, I got it for free with my last purchase of cigarettes. Oh, for real? Oh, you're golden. Man. What the fuck? <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> and I like the citrus one because it kind of tastes like a fucking free I like the uh, Zins. Zins is the other brand. Mm-hmm. Those are good. Yeah, I haven't... Mm-hmm. I got this one brand from uh, Mapco, and it was like a 12 milligram one. But they taste awful. Oh, you're just eating, like, literally drinking the nicotine? <laughs> no, hold on. I'm going to go get it. <laughs> like, literally just... <laughs> I started recording because this is good conversation. <laughs> good. And then I could just cut it out to the beginning of the cast. I fucking... Yeah, yeah last time, Dale was, was like, bro. Because I, I, I didn't watch the whole video, but I started watching the YouTube, and I watched the two TikToks. But do you... Are you doing, like... Are you gonna get into like cutting videos? Yeah. So the TikTok, yeah. the TikTok, I just looked up online the best like video editor because I didn't oh, want to like I didn't want to pay any money yet. And then even yeah. the recording, need- <clears throat> even the recording is only three sixty p. So you could pay right. to have it seven twenty or ten eighty. So we'll eventually get there, but for now it's just like just make do shit. Yeah. Really. Make all, do with what you can for free. Yeah, exactly. It's it's all That's literally it's like me and Daler typing it in on Google software, fucking video it. editor free. Like yeah. that. That's what all I've been typing in. I mean, for not spending any money, I think we did pretty yeah, well. Yeah, screen oh, record yeah. free. No, oh, bro, but these are the ones I picked up. They're called free. No, you ain't want free. <laughs> How about that? If they're called free. Of course they are. <laughs> Bro, like it's like having a fucking turd in your mouth. Like, here's a fucking get on, that right? get that little Fiac horseshoe. Oh, speaking it's of Fiac, bro, I got a notification from YouTube yesterday. Uh-oh. Oh no, new subscriber, oh, Robert no. Adams. Oh, oh I see. Who did it? Who did it? <laughs> no, hopefully, uh, I thought I about it, man. Oh, you did? You sent it, Taylor? No, I didn't fucking tell him. Why would you I didn't? tell him anything? So no one told him anything. He just found it? I didn't tell him. TikTok? That's pretty wild. Well, dope, Adams, if you're here listening, good for you. I'm glad you're here. Hopefully you get well, something out of it, fella. Hopefully he actually listens to what we're telling him now, even though it's the same shit we've been telling him for the last six months. Hey, repetition, well, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. He went for the old 10 sets of 10 on that. Uh-huh. We'll get there when we get there, maybe. <laughs> no, I seen that. I'm like, oh, what the fuck, dude? I, I saw that man. right away, bro. I was like, oh, man, that's some shit. We'll see if we actually get a view out of him. But I mean, are we gonna do You guys ready out of this? Or you guys ready? My bad. Sure. Yeah? All right, cool. I just started, re- I started recording a little bit ago, but... uh. We're at three minutes, 30 seconds, and we're live here. We got a new guest, Brandon. How are you? This is Nelson, the man I mentioned last cast. Doing good, man. How are you? Hanging in there. Hanging in there. We got good old KD. You all know what it is? Yeah, you already know. Uh, But yeah, we uh, yesterday planned on doing a podcast today with my cousin, and he uh, was unable to attend. 
And then I had a weird feeling last night around 9 my time to call Nelson up. So I called Nelson up, texted him saying, hey, I got a spiritual awakening finally. So call me when you can. Yeah, he called, uh, like yeah, call, called me in like 10 minutes and luckily was able – was all about it, able to make the cast here this morning. So happy to have you on, Brandon. If you want to just kind of share a little bit who you are, where you're at, what you're doing. Sure thing. So I'm Brandon. Um, Let's see. Still currently in the Army. Got four years left. Oh. Uh, Oh. Let's see. If I had to put a time, I'd say my spiritual awakening started around when COVID started. I feel like that's when I started talking to Trevor a lot more about it. Yeah. And now I feel like we're all kind of on the same page nowadays. Yeah, it kind of and, feels uh, like it's all finally come together. That's what I what I was saying absolutely. last night. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> let's see, goals. Uh, I'm trying to get into some real estate. That is a mm-hmm. big goal of mine. I want to own many houses. It's not uh, too far-fetched. Yeah. Not and you're not the first oh, one to do I, it. That's for damn show. I yeah. heard the trick with that is to have a lot of money. So you we'll start there. Let's start four years to to build up my you know my stockpile. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I don't ever want to work again after that. So we'll see what happens. Good, good. I'm glad we're on the same page because uh, I mean, me and Taylor were talking about it yesterday or the last episode how we don't want a boss no more. That shit's for the birds. Yep. So uh, that's another thing. We're all just kind of on the same page. And kind of it seems like everyone with this mindset is on that page. I don't, anyone yeah. with this mindset, it's almost nearly impossible for them to go work at a normal job, nine to five. It, it would be miserable. Yeah. And you don't have to nowadays. No. It's 2022. Like, it's insane. It, there's so much stuff you can do online at your computer. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, yeah. Somebody like, out there needs a service and you can do that. From the, from you the just got to put your all into it. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, Kev. You know, like nowadays, bro, all you really need is like an internet connection. Like if you have an internet connection yeah. and like a laptop, even a, a shitty one. Like I have a Chromebook and that's like the lowest tier laptop, right? Ooh. But like we can still make a crap ton of product with that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, mean, I, yeah, I think was... that's sort of important to know. Like just because you don't have a whole, you know, nice computer set up or you know a recording studio like there are an infinite ways to make it happen you just kind of have to will it into to existence so mm-hmm, i agree an important thing though i agree it's uh <clears throat> like we were saying before this me and kevin kind of hopped on this and just just started googling shit what what softwares to use what's free around the market because there's going to be something free out there for you to use bro <laughs> you yeah, know what i'm saying it. it's going to be something pirated some something's going to be out there for you to use so so that's kind of uh guess that's kind of where we're at nelson our last episode was kind of about purpose uh we talked kind of how how we got to find ours what we kind of used um you want to kind of go in kind of how you found your purpose and and what what led you to it i guess that's a powerful question. Yeah, it's it's a loaded <laughs> one. Just try to try to cut to it if you can. Yeah, it's 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 a very powerful one that you got to ask. Don't don't feel compelled to like give us some super great answer. It could be like, oh, I'm still looking for it. You know, but yeah, you guys are. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's that's kind of what I would give you. 
I don't think, I think you're always kind of looking for a new purpose. I think right now we have a great purpose to start this podcast and I feel like it's going to take off, but that's not the only thing you're going to do. You're going to do this and you're going to move on to the next thing. You're going to find more purpose. So I, you know, feel like I'm kind of in between right now. I'm still trying to find what I want to do right now. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's no. uh, go ahead, Kev. No, I, I think it's a good step though, to realize like the first step in kind of finding your purpose is realizing that you don't really have one right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like we were talking about in the last show, like, the, the first step in overcoming really anything is admitting kind of that you have a problem, you know, and that you are struggling with it, whether that be, you know, yeah. alcohol, drugs, being overweight, you know, not having a purpose. Like literally anything you can't solve unless you understand that you have the issue. So we can go ahead, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I, uh, I know I called – uh, actually, Nelson, real quick, we'll just dive into this real quick. Uh, what kind of like resources have you been using? Like, who you kind of been like following mostly? Oh. I know we oh, talked about books I last can... night, but yeah, a lot of a lot of books, a lot of different artists. Um, let's see. There's Joe Dispenza. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about him. Eckhart Tolle. Right now, I'm reading The Power of Now. Fucking great. Book. Bang bang. Wish I could read. <laughs> it is your guide to spiritual enlightenment. What else, man? Alan Watts. I do. I, I watch a lot of Alan Watts videos on YouTube. They're just like little short, ten minute. Videos. Yeah, the, yeah. I got into one of those, man. This it's uh it's cool because the one I was watching was like, it was like he was recorded in the past too, so it sounded like an old history, like like talking through yeah. like nineteen hundreds. It's like this is pretty dope, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of like the shit I'm on. Uh, I I sent you um, the podcast that me and Daler or Daler sent me, so it's kind of just like a chain effect, just kind of passing yeah. down the information. And it, you've you've recommended books, Daler's recommended books, but even last night I said to you it was for me my my easiest way of learning is is through podcast or like a video, like a mm-hmm. video really really gets me going like really to be able to see it and hear it kind of moving together it's just people learn in different ways and for me not the biggest book reader but i've also been able to achieve this by audiobooks and like like jordan peterson my big guy's jordan peterson he's got a million videos on youtube bro million videos so that's yeah so you don't necessarily uh... have to sit down and read four hours of a book to get it out i mean jordan peterson's got one hour of a video online and that it's not going to be the same, obviously, oh, yeah. but, but go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, tons of stuff online. I, I'm actually in the middle of a, a three-hour podcast of Jordan Peterson on Jocko Willink. Oh, I'm I've never seen that one. Podcast. I ought to, huh? And I can't pinpoint and tell you what it's about, but it, it is a great fucking – I've been listening to like 20 minutes a day, and it's, it's really nice. Yeah. But I also wanted to mention because you like videos. I also like, um, like how there's like sketches, like animations. Yeah. That kind of like, draw things out for you. Yeah, I mean, Daler. I mean, we'll we'll get into this later. And I actually used this uh, last night talking to Marissa. But we talked. We were talking about perspective, and Daler had to like take out a piece of paper, stab it, kind of do this whole little thing for me, and finally it clicked for me. So it was. Yeah. It, no, it, that's um. I'm sorry to cut you off. It's 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 kind of a, 
it's a great little analogy. I can show it a little bit later. Um, but it definitely kind of helps show you like, so, so my spiritual journey kind of is more of a, like a religious centric thing. Right. So I don't, I'm sure you guys might get there later, but it started for me as like reading these kind of these more, I guess, just kind of self-improvement books really. And then that kind of helped, you know, evolve into more of a religious perspective. And uh, that's really where that analogy kind of comes in. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so it was very fun talking to uh, Marissa about it yesterday. Cause so she's not very religious at all. And that's how she met me. I wasn't. And my, my views and beliefs definitely have changed since that, which is interesting. I think you were, you just didn't really know it yet. Yeah, I, it was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I'm, I think I mentioned both Qigong, Qigong, I hope I'm saying it right. It's like another form of Tai Chi type deal deals with, uh, like mind muscle connection to put it very, very simply. Um, and it kind of, kind of got me thinking there's, there's a little more, essentially there's like these fibers that are connecting your muscles to your bones that look like a spider web, like Spider-Man just shot it out. And it's in between your skin and your muscles goes down to the bone and it's around your whole body. So it's covering your whole body down to your bones and you're able to connect your energy that you're breathing in. That's what the chi is from chi gong connect the energy you breathe in and push it through your mind to these places in your body through these fibers. And it's cured. uh, One of the examples was the dude was depressed, barely able to eat laying in his bed for three days, overweight, or he's been laying in his bed. And then in, in three days do doing these exercises that this master has given to him, he cured his liver cancer and also was able to get out of bed and start moving. So it was like these kind of stuff. Yeah, like I told Nelson yesterday, I only need one of one of these examples to, to get me really going. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they I, yeah. I, I they see this one example and I'm like, there's awesome. Yeah, this this is this opens up my views and now I'm, I'm like, fuck, what is it? <laughs> Can I ask you a question, Brandon, about that? Absolutely. Is is would you say your spiritual journey like are you open to a, like a religious aspect to it, or is that something that you're not really into quite not yet? Not really. So I spirituality and religion are two different things. I think religion is is a way for it's. I think religion gives man an easier way to interpret life or to interpret the world you know it gives you good morals and guidelines um i i hope i'm saying this right i'm kind of an omnist omnist i see the truth in all religions but i don't Mm -hmm. necessarily believe in one religion i think spiritual at least for me spirituality kind of encompasses it all spirituality shows me the truth in it all okay so i, I yeah go down one i completely agree with that i i know what you're getting at here because now it was for me it was more i've kind of like stepped back and now i'm looking at all of them trying to take out what i i believe in all of them so mm-hmm. like at some point in time hopefully i read the bible and i take out my own interpretations because i i'm i'm no longer in this mindset where i believe that it's just this made-up book that's been like what is it uh people just keep changing the words whatever the fuck I, i'm drawing a yeah, blank it's like a it's like a game of telephone yeah like yeah exactly yeah everyone just keeps changing the words what they want i i kind of no longer believe in 
in that aspect, I kind of want to just just read it and get what I can out of the stories because it's the way I thought of it is if this one person wanted to write this book to help all these people in the world 2000 years ago, this person must have been a pretty nice person. <laughs> he must have wanted to make a pretty good change. You know what I mean? And for those stories to last this long, I think it's at least worth me reading and drawing my own interpretation out of it. Because they got to mean something for them to I make mean, it this long. Know, there, there's not been a book that's ever been as scrutinized as the Bible has, I don't think, ever. Um, but it sounds kind of like you guys believe in a higher power of sorts, but you wouldn't necessarily call yourselves like a Christian or a Muslim. No, yeah, well, exactly, because I don't know what the higher power is. I don't know. Yeah. I just, it's almost like, it's, it's so this is this is the easiest way to explain it. I'm in yeah. the spot where I no longer believe in coincidences, but I also don't know what causes them. So, mm. so when I almost get hit by a car, I'm no, I'm not like, oh, thank God. I'm like, why, right. why am I still here? But something, right? Something. Yeah, there's a reason. You yeah. Going in front of that car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And this yeah, is let me in my. Story, let me tell that story real quick because I don't know if you've heard it, Brandon, but like. It was me, Trevor, and Tommy, and we were going fucking somewhere. I don't even remember where. And, like, we were pulling a left into the intersection, and, like, I pulled up about two feet, and, like, I just hear this this tire screeching from, like, our left. And I look over, and there's this truck screaming towards us, like, big old fucking F-150, right? And, like, the light had been green for us for, like, two seconds, right? Like, I didn't immediately go. But this dude must have just been in We were at Dodgers. Texting or something, right? So I'm like planting my foot like as hard as I can in my brake, right? And like he stopped about it had to be less than three feet from us. <laughs> the closest yeah. I'd ever been. And like I am I'm I'm pretty shook at this point. And like we get to the gas station, I'm like smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, dude, if we were not meant for something more, we would have died that day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or or yeah. So I think like, another thing you said was if if we drove my car, because I think we drove the Kia instead. Said so if we drove my car, we would have we would have gotten hit because of your brakes yeah. or some shit. Because my yeah, my car don't have ABS brakes on it. Yeah, the there. Kia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. like no no shit, bro. Like I was in that brake, and yeah, I could bro. hear the ABS going off, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna die. But like we didn't, you know. And I I think that's something that's really important to touch on. It's like a lot of people that aren't spiritual in any regard will just take everything at face value. Um, That's because, what a coincidence like, is, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like they don't see evidence of a higher power, be, in my opinion, because they're choosing not to. Like, it, it would be hard for me to go through something like that and think, oh, you know what? Well, you know, I guess we lived. You know, that's that. Yeah. And right, then right. carry on. And now nothing else happens. Right. That's, that's, yeah, what, that's, that's what finally got my head stuck is like fucking all this shit's happening. And it's not like... I'm sure there was 10 other coincidences in the same day. I just didn't realize them. This is what I've slowly been realizing every single day is, is the more I'm hunting for this shit and more I'm surrounding myself with this kind of mentality, the more I'm finding it. And I'm more Yeah, especially with like these abstract kind of like, like spirituality, right? Like that's such an abstract thing. You know, it's, it's like you kind of have to look a lot deeper than the surface level. Like, no, God's not going to open up the clouds and say, you know, you're welcome. 
you know right it's like but there's there's definitely signs i think so taylor you just said uh yeah boom perfect you said there's definitely signs and you got to think deeper than surface level you got a piece of paper and pen and get to work in here yeah 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 that, that so was perfect wording kind of for your exercise little backstory so i was overseas when the coronavirus thing happened and this dude invited me into a bible study right and like i only went because i wasn't literally doing anything no one was doing anything it's like we couldn't get parts couldn't get food really this was yeah this was beginning covid right that's what you said i'm sorry yeah i was supposed to come home and they stopped all planes fucking in the entire world right so i go to this bible study and it makes a lot of sense to me it's nothing like i kind of went into it like okay i'm not gonna want I, i don't I'm not going to go in wanting to believe everything, but I'm just going to hear what they have to say with an open mind, right? I didn't see the harm in that. And so I asked the dude that was kind of running it at the end. I was like, well, what do you say to the people who say that there's no evidence that God exists, right? And so he made this analogy, and I thought that it was absolutely brilliant, and it kind of stuck with me forever, right? So imagine, imagine that here we are on a 2D world, right? This is all that we can see because we're in 2D, right? So like, if I take yeah. my pen here and I poke a hole right there, right? All and I I could leave the pen in there, let's say. So I have my pen going through this piece of paper. All that we're gonna see in this world is a hole. Right? Does that mean that the pen isn't there? Like, no, of course it is. Why else would the hole be there? But all we mm-hmm. see is a hole. So like that's kind of what I'm getting at is like there there it is definitely evidence of greater powers at work but I don't think that our human minds are are really capable of understanding that and interpreting that in its entirety you know like all we'll see is holes but that doesn't mean that the pen isn't there you know Mhm you know I'm going to have to find a video <laughs> YouTube that describes exactly that that analogy that you have. Dude, if you can find it, I'd love to fucking put it in the description. Sorry, you know. From the from the two dimensional world, like you see, you just see a hole, but in the three dimensional world, there's more going on that you don't see, and it kind of makes you think too. Realistically, we're in a three dimensional world. There absolutely is a fourth dimension that we're not seeing. Or fifth, or sixth. You know what I'm saying? There you can go. (laughs) We have no fucking clue. it said that like uh, you, we can only see a s- certain amount of colors on the whole color spectrum. There's a whole freaking give you numbers, but yeah. a whole bunch of other colors that we're not seeing. A whole bunch of other sounds that we're not hearing. Yeah. Smells. There's a lot of different forces at work that we're. Not yeah, I think I think that all ties. Yeah, I think capable. it's it's because uh, humans. I think it's we have this, this this like instinct that we think we're just the highest power. And especially if you don't believe in anything or b- believe in a higher power, then you definitely believe that you're the highest power. You know what I'm Which, saying? Which it's easy to see, though, you know, because physically on Earth, we are the apex predator. Yeah. You know, that's that's just not you can't argue that, you know, but that's like to me, that would be like in a in a plate uh, preschool. Right. You got the biggest kid in the sandbox. Great for him in the sandbox. But like. There's a whole world out there that he's not privy to because he's so young, you know, mm-hmm. but he thinks that he's the big dog because in his world he is. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. If that kind of makes sense, you know. 
Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> so yesterday, uh, had some extra time. Went golf with my girlfriend. Came home and watched Forrest Gump. I called Dale or Brandon about it. Dale, when was the last time you seen this movie, bro? Fucking Forrest Gump, dude. Yeah, bro. All Years right. ago. You ought to watch it after this. Oh, <clears throat> okay. Because the whole movie, dude, is just an incredible or an incredible story. It's I think it's my new favorite movie. You basically have this dude, Forrest, who's too dumb to perceive like the outside information. He's too stupid to understand what's going on around him. He has a couple mentors that tell him what to do. He has Lieutenant Dan, uh, Jenny, and his mom. His mom has always seen the best for him, tells him what to do. He follows her. He ends up in the army, goes to see Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan thinks he has this awesome, cool destiny to die on the battlefield because his whole, his dad, grandpa, great grandpa all died on the battlefield. Forrest Gump goes run out there in the middle of a fucking airstrike and saves him while he's yelling, leave me there. He gets back home with no legs and during the middle of the night, Drags Forrest out of his bed in the middle of the hospital and and is like yelling at him, beating him up, saying, why the fuck did you save me? I was meant to die on the battlefield. It was my destiny to die on the battlefield. I can't believe you did this. And he's angry at him for almost the rest of the movie. Finally, there's a scene where he fixes himself. But you could see this whole time you have this, this dude who's incredibly smart, who's a lieutenant in the army, leading a platoon who falls deep down into this depression because he gets out of the army, no longer has a purpose, needs to find a new one. Meanwhile, Forrest, who's portrayed to be this stupid person, idiot, gets out the army, gets right back into a new purpose, and it just keeps flowing and flowing and flowing. Lieutenant Dan finally sees this after he shows up with his fishing boat, and he's like, holy shit, finally this is the way. And it opens his eyes. And now Lieutenant Dan lives a nice life. But before he sees that, he's living in depression, in a wheelchair, homeless, in the street. So it was just such a cool... I've never watched a movie like this and, and kind of took a step back and looked at it in the way of symbolism and all that, like we were taught in school, probably because it was forced down my fucking throat. <laughs> but, man, I, I summarized the whole thing on my notes, like the whole movie's right here. That's it, awesome. <laughs> it, it was unbelievable to see everything. You could just... It's, oh man. No, I think that's an important thing to touch on is like suffering, you know? Yeah. Because like Lieutenant Dan or or any kind of suffering, it's like, well, if there was a higher power, why would he allow suffering in such a, such a regard, right? Yeah. So I'm sorry. I just, I just reread. And one of the, one of the things was they, they got the boat, (laughs) Lieutenant Dan finally his joke was, yeah, okay, they were at a bar. Yeah, okay, you buy a, once you're a captain of the boat, I'll come be your second man. <sighs> like saying, yeah, okay, Forrest, go ahead. So he's getting doubted by all of society because he's this stupid dude. Because, yeah, buy a boat. So he sees him with the boat. They go out on the boat, and now it's an incredible storm, hurricane. The next scene is they're the only boat that survives the hurricane. Next day, they go out, and they have all the shrimp in the ocean because every boat Every other boat died. But in the storm, Forrest narrates how he's so scared. I was so scared. I couldn't believe it. But Lieutenant Dan, he was having a blast. And he was on top of the fucking 
thing yeah, in the, yeah with no legs having a tie so it's just dude the whole movie man i just kept saying over and over this movie is fucking incredible you could see forrest finding his new purpose throughout the whole movie and as he finds the new purpose it just flows it's just coming to him he's manifesting it it's just flowing and flowing and flowing and he almost does not almost he does no thinking he that's his character is he can't think you know what i'm saying it's it's him getting into school but i'm so i like it that movie man it, it it blew up my eyes crazy i was able to watch it and then it was crazy when i called nelson and said yeah i'm watching forrest gump he said dude i just watched that last week yeah i said of course you did yeah. <laughs> like to it's me crazy it's kind the of timing goes, of this mm-hmm. you know like it goes back to kind of like jordan peterson says like being grateful in spite of your suffering you know because mm-hmm. like forrest gump had a lot to be upset about. Like he had sex once and now he has a kid in like AIDS, you know, like <laughs> I can see, like, I can see why you kind of get beat down if that was your life. Um, no, but it's, it's, it, yeah. it, it's a, it's a tough thing to answer. It's like, you know, why would God allow so much suffering if he was existing? You know? Yeah. It's like, that's, that's, I think that's, I'm sorry. That's a big point from a lot of people is the, why, yeah. why would God, take away my grandma my for instance my grandma's awesome why would he take away my grandma if he exists why does he want me to suffer like this it's a valid question to ask bro and i don't i don't blame anyone for thinking that but like the way it was explained to me is this and to me this made a lot of sense right it's like a kid right if you asked a kid what he wanted he would say what candy fucking video games Uh, that's probably right Mm-hmm. Or or my dog, right? If you ask him what he wanted, it'd be all the treats in the world and go play all the time. But like, just because he wants that doesn't mean that that's what's best for him in the long run. You know, like if you give a kid everything he wants, he's just going to be fat and entitled. You know, that's what the kid wants, but like he doesn't know the outcome of of doing that. You so know, you don't always get what you want yeah and it's like okay like i might i might want something right and like who's to say though that that would be the best thing for me you know Mm -hmm. best or even the easiest exactly it's like maybe maybe like that i'm gonna get stronger from that suffering you know not maybe pretty much damn near every suffering you will get strong like your situation when you were suffering with your uh, with your ex-wife. It's like in the time, that seemed like the fucking worst thing in the world. Best thing that's ever but happened to me. Exactly. You didn't know how stronger or how much stronger you would be at the end of it, you know? So it's like at the time, it's like, God, why have you forsaken me with such a situation? But you don't see the outcome yet, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, the, it's, it's that victim mentality of, type deal. Yeah. Like, no, why me? Why like, me? Why me? Yeah, and it's something that I think all men kind of have to change. It's like that switching from a victim mentality to a survivor mentality. You can leverage that a hell of a lot more than you can being a victim. I want to go back to um, earlier, Trevor, you mentioned that you eventually want to read the Bible and see kind of what you get out of it. And I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to do that with every religion because we were talking before, I think, spirituality you're gonna you're gonna continue to grow that's always gonna stay with you but religions like i said you might jump from different religion to religion and if you kind of i don't want to seem 
like against Christianity, but that Christianity mindset, you, like you said, God, why have you forsaken me for, you know, putting me in such obstacles? But if you look at it from like, um, like a Buddhist standpoint, you know, you suffer because you desire, right? That's kind of what, what they talk about. Because you want these things and because you want these good things to happen to you when they don't happen to you, you think that it's the worst thing in the world. Okay, sense. yeah. No, no, I get it. I get it. And it's funny you said I encourage you to read them all because uh what was it? We were in I was in Michigan with my two brothers and my father at the University of Michigan and of course there's diversity everywhere and there was a dude yelling on the street handing out Qurans. I walked up to him, took a Quran, and my family was like, "Take a Quran for. You're never going to read that." Now, granted, Never touched it, <laughs> but but I mean, even even having that open mindset to even grab one, I'm I'm pretty proud of. Especially when I grabbed it and I got three people. You grab a Quran, you don't read the Quran. You're gonna read it, yeah, okay. But it's it is one of those things I do want to explore, or at least, like I said, I'm not good at reading. Maybe I find a YouTube video or something to where I can kind of explore all of them because I do know that. Ever since like uh, high school, learning about like Buddhism and Taoism, or is it Ta Taoism or Taoism? One of the two. Yeah. Uh, but I did resonate with like both of those. Both of those do like just just kind of a more like closer to earth type living. Like you know what was it? They live in pagodas. Is that what it was? Those small. It's like, I think they're small uh, small houses, but their houses aren't like ours. They're not like eight feet tall. I think they're like, like six feet tall because it's closer to the ground. They don't have two stories type shit. Their houses only have one story because they're closer to earth. It's shit like that. So it that's it. It is shit that I do gotta gotta look into. And who knows? Maybe that's my next step. It might be one of those things I think where like if you read enough, one of them is gonna you know kind of yeah. stick with you. you know? yeah. one's gonna resonate like, with you. Yeah, like I'm a Christian, right? Like, but I read the Quran, you know, and done some research more in like the Eastern religions. It was just Christianity spoke to me more, you know. Um, but like, if you start reading, you know, let's say an Eastern religion like Buddhism, and that's what gets it for you, you know, go for it, dude. I think I think all religions are kind of just like a means to an end in that regard. It's yeah, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> but uh, like they're all kind of allowing you to kind of digest what's going on and kind of be part of something that's greater than you and that's greater than kind of humanity as a whole, you know? Yeah. So another thing that's uh, in religion, and I talked to Marissa about it last night too, is uh, family. Just kind of just curious on uh, Nelson's, especially because he has a daughter. Uh, what's your kind of. Uh, outlook on family or what are you shooting for do you have goals because just for like example for me i thought about it last night and this whole this whole time i'm thinking i want a girl who works or a wife that works i all that and then yeah last night i asked my girlfriend I'm like hey when you have kids do you want to work and her immediate was like uh, yeah i don't really want to be at home and then she took a second she's like no i don't want to work what the fuck and I was like, yeah, I don't think I would ever want my wife to work ever. And I know your wife doesn't work. So if you could just kind of kind of just kind of talk about yours and just your experiences or 
your beliefs. Yeah. Just go into it. It's, I think it's a good topic for us. Okay. So from the beginning, like I mentioned, in 2020 is kind of where my awakening happened. And I think a big part of that was because I had a daughter that year, too. Um, family is super important to me, at least right now, my close circle family. Um, family back home, I guess we're working through our issues together, but at least my house family is definitely important. And since I've had a kid and, you know, a, a big thing in my mind is, do I want to continue doing the, the whole 20 years in the military? And if I do, well, she's going to be almost 18 by then, you know, and I would have worked her entire life. And luckily the last year, Amanda's been off work and she's been um, at home with the kid. But I feel like I'm missing out. She's she's doing a great job, but I feel like I'm missing out, you know, because I want to help raise my kid too. And that's why, like, my, my goals with, like, real estate or, like, I'm, I'm getting into, like, stocks a little bit. Like, I want to find something to where I can make money on the side for, you know, a couple hours a day. And still be able to live and still be able to stay home and take care of my family. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, after, so basically shooting for financial financial freedom so that you could enjoy your time with your family. And I, yeah. I definitely relate with that. That's why my goal is the gym. We, Me and David talk about it all the time. We already mentioned it in this cast. We don't want a boss. And that's the biggest thing. If you don't want a boss, you want to work your own hours. There's only one option. <laughs> You got to become your own boss. You got to make your own money. And one thing you did say is you want something on the side to do a couple hours a day. Um, doing like a real estate business or something like that or stocks, that's not something on the side. That That is something. That is your something. You know what I mean? That's not a side um, thing. That's like um, this, this, this podcast, this is, well, to me in my mind, yeah. I don't see this as a side thing. This is, this is it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think, uh, when chasing that financial freedom, you <clears throat> it's important to kind of like realize that you you got to become your own boss, get your own financial freedom, but it's also not going to just come come to you. It's not going to be oh, yeah. just like a side thing that just goes on. It's going to be easy and you'll enjoy your life with your kid. You know, it's it's like now's the time to work for it so that later it will be easier, but it's not going to be easy. Right. Yeah, and I know yeah, when I when I say like I don't want to work in, in in four years, uh, and I know that's a. It's not that I'm not going to work. There's still going to be things going on. You don't want to work I mean? for someone in four years. Exactly. That's what it sounds like. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, what you got? I was just gonna say, like personally, in my opinion, every man should strive to make enough to where his wife or girlfriend doesn't have to work i think that's where we have a lot of problems or like a lot of problems started to begin kind of in like the men and women dynamic during the sexual revolution when women felt you know more empowered to work and it's like if you want to work so be it i'm not going to stop you right go for it but but now you have this generation of women that are like oh i'm strong independent corporate type you know and it's like for women that just doesn't work women only like to date you know, where they're at or above. So like each each time you get a promotion, your dating pool is getting smaller, you know? Um, and I, I just think that it's 
it works out best when the man's working, making the money, and the wife doesn't have to. All that you need to know that that's true, look at rich dudes, right? No, no, no one in the NBA, none of their wives are working, you know? Yeah. No one that's a CEO has got a wife working at fucking McDonald's. It just, mm -hmm. if, if they don't need to, they, they shouldn't have to. And I think that's where a lot of problems start to manifest is like when you start changing these traditional dynamics of like, you know, like a hardworking, you know, person, to me, that's a man's quality. Like if a woman's like, oh, I'm all about my job, I'm fucking independent. That would be like me saying, oh, I'm I'm great at doing makeup. You know, like that's a that's a woman's thing to be good at. Just like being a an independent job person, you know, working is 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 traditionally a man's thing to be good at, you know? And I I think all you need to look at is how every seemingly every young woman now is on SSRIs. They're all depressed. You know, and it's like, well, okay, well, you're independent now. That's because their purpose, yeah, their purpose yeah, is kids. Take care of my kids. More, yeah, we're more independent now than we've ever been as women, but we're also more depressed. Like, that would have to be a pretty big fucking coincidence. Yeah, you know. Sorry, we need each other, man. That's what it is, you know? Like, no, yeah, it's, it's like there are some things that I... I just think are a man's job and there are some things that are a woman's job, you know? So I, I think don't this also, uh, one thing I thought about last night, cause obviously, uh, I was thinking about all this is the world war two is when that strong man create weak times, weak time, create weak men's that whole cycle, all that shit. Yeah. That's strong men create good times, good times, create weak men. And then weak men create hard times. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was explaining to her and I want to say in my eyes, it started in world war two. It's like when the strong man, that, that was the idea of a strong man, but that was also right when they were trying to fit women into the workforce. And that's when the cycle started. And now we're, we're into the generation where my kid, I think it was like one step behind strong man. And I got born into hard times and I was like, I'm sorry, but. My kid's going to be a strong man. I'll fucking tell you that right now. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, we, I think I think it all started with the, that cycle. And it kind of, like, like you said, it was with the past history of America, World War II. And then it just, the women get into the workforce. Mm -hmm. And then that's what created this cycle. And now we're back at the beginning. <laughs> where yeah, we no, because after, after World War II, you had a whole generation of strong men, right? And then you take like the 50s and the early part of the 60s. Those were good times, you know, and then Vietnam happened and it's like you didn't really have that response to people getting back like you did in World War Two. Like World War Two veterans were celebrated. Vietnam vets were spit on, you know. Yeah. And then right now we kind of have a paradigm that I would call, you know, an abundance of weak men. Um, and it cr look at look at the hard times that they've created. Yeah, this is the hardest time in America that I mean, in recent history, I, almost right. I mean, the diversity yeah, like diversity is fucking insane, dude. You could barely go to Walmart without getting yelled at or fucking, you know, an argument yeah. breaking out or some shit. It's insane. Yeah, it's like if you think a strong man is dangerous, wait till you meet a weak man. Yeah, know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's even more dangerous because it's almost like you don't know the you don't know what's going to come out of it. Almost. <laughs> no, wait. a strong wait. man is almost predictable. 
Because you, you, every strong be, man has the same qualities, bro. I mean, you like can to me, look that at leads back, leads back to being grateful in spite of your suffering. Like, it would be all too easy for us to just say, oh, you know, there's an abundance of weak men. Why, why don't we just join them? You know, there's plenty of them and we could all be miserable together, you know, but like th that's not going to help anything. Yeah. At some point, And this is what the point I hit. It was, uh, I'm, I, I'm sick of the other people pretty much. Like, I really don't give a fuck about all these other people. I'm sick of being weak for myself. Like, yeah, cool. We could be weak together. That's fun. It was cool in the army. We were all suffering together overseas, all that shit. But now I'm doing it with people I don't give a flying fuck about society. You know what I'm saying? So I'm kind of, you know, I, I don't want to suffer with those guys. Because they're obviously, look at society, it's going downhill. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I want to separate myself from that. Because yeah. they're suffering with, for no purpose. There's, no, there's nothing behind it. Yeah, it's, it, it, there's a good example. You could go up to any 18-year-old kid, why do you smoke weed? And they won't know. Or any 21-year-old kid, why do you smoke weed? And they don't know. It'll be, or they will know it'll be like a made up fucking thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's almost like everyone's made, made up all these things in their mind to not, not everyone. It's the media that's, I think that's put in all these bad ideas and all this stupid garbage. And I know Nelson wants to touch on this. Yeah, I know this is one of your big things. Cause this was one of the things you uh, texted me when I was in Iraq the second time you said, Hey, take a look at social media. This is when first COVID first hit and the riots started breaking out. You said, uh, check out the, I think it's called social media on Netflix, right? Oh, yes. Is that what it is? Right. Uh, Social Dilemma. Social Dilemma. There it is. Yeah. Social Dilemma. And this is what sparked my awakening. I think it's because I watched a lot of documentaries. And you were you were one of the opened my mind up to a lot of. Yeah. You were the conspiracy theory guy. Yeah. Yeah. Conspiracy theory guy. And. Yeah, so social <laughs> dilemma. Uh, what are they? What are they talking? They talked about. Um, I mean, you don't have to focus on that movie specifically. Just focus out on how you kind of think social media plays a role in. <laughs> I know in your life, you and you and Amanda both stepped back from it for sure at one yeah, point, right? And I have too. Yeah. And, yeah, and a big reason why we stepped back was, I guess, because we realized the like the polarization that's put out on social media. And this is touched a lot in that in that documentary. But like when you get on Facebook, depending on the shit that you like or watch or don't like or whatever, you're going to get fed that same topic, that same, you know, ways of thinking um, material. So when something's going on in the world and there's one group of people that wants to blame Trump and one that wants to blame Biden. Well, it's all because of the stuff that they're getting on social media. All the news that they're getting on social media is geared towards their ways of thinking. So all it does is amplify their their thoughts, whether they're they're wrong or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the polarization, I think, is the biggest problem. So Just separating people, separating people's ways of thinking. Yeah. One thing we talked about last night on the phone was this idea that that all I I personally would say I became more conscious just in general about a week and a half ago. I became this 
almost this completely conscious soul now. Like I, I'm thinking about everything way more now. Before that, in technical terms, then I would be damn near unconscious. Yeah. So I'm getting fed all this input, all this information that now I have to erase to be to build up my new conscious mind. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, that's kind of where I'm at too, is like I've taken all this stuff that I thought was true and now I'm breaking it down and seeing that it's not so true and there is a truth behind it, but you just kind of have to navigate your way through it. And being consciously aware, you you know, you're able to take information and take everything with a grain of salt and not take everything as true, but this is definitely and you can see it from other angles and see, okay, well, that's definitely a possibility too. And I think that, that, that helps you see the, like the big picture and you are able to formulate your own opinion based on seeing it from all angles and not just being narrow minded, having one mindset seeing yeah. it from one angle you know what i mean yeah yeah i think that's a big problem with like social media specifically i know twitter's a big one too um but like the way their algorithms are set up like the creators of these websites talk about it all the time it's like they they feed you content that they think you're gonna like yeah. and all that does is just further entrench you in your own opinions because it's like you're not getting you know a left or a right opinion you're only getting what the algorithm thinks you're going to like so if the algorithm thinks you're far left far right in the middle maybe it's going to feed you content that it thinks you're going to agree with and i think that just the lack of kind of not really believing the other person but just understanding their argument is a big thing um i i watched a lot of tim pool podcasts but he has a lot of guests on that are you know right center left whatever and it's it's always amazing because the people on the right seem to understand the left's argument, but the people on the left never seem to understand the right's argument. And that only happens because their algorithms only feed them in, you know news that they're going to agree with. And it's like, what's that doing as a country? It's like we, it, we're, we're literally not talking about problems. It's dividing us for sure. No, and, and just real quick, there's a film by a guy called Mike Cernovich. It's about it's called Hoaxed, and it's basically how the media manipulates people into thinking kind of how they want. Um, but if you like kind of documentaries, dude, Mike Cernovich is the one who got the Epstein documents unlocked, I guess okay. is the right people word. But just a brilliant guy, but it's called Hoaxed. I definitely implore anyone to watch that if they want to see how much the media lies to people and manipulates people. It's a great documentary. Great dude to follow, too. So... <clears throat> so when i first kind of realized that my immediate reaction was get off all of it so i got off instagram got off facebook i think i only kept snapchat to talk to the buddies up in tennessee and that was about it and then i kind of realized like the whole earth is using it <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's kind of hard to avoid but once you realize that these algorithms are giving you what you want, you could flip that, and man, oh man, you got a yeah. product. I mean, just right away, yep, right away, it's an instrument. You flip it, and boom, you're hitting the ground running. I can't tell you how this this kind of just switched to the spiritual awakening, I guess, has brought positivity from everywhere. 
It's it's crazy, man. What do you mean by brought positivity? It's I mean it's like you know, I'm I'm manifesting his positivity, or maybe I'm just focusing on it more. So I it's like uh, when you buy or you're looking or yeah you buy a new car and now you see your car all over the road type shit. So maybe I'm just focusing mm-hmm. on this new positive way of thinking. So now it's just manifesting. Now I got shit coming in from wherever the fuck. I don't know. I don't know how it works. But a week and a half ago, I started this journey, and ever since then, it's like on my tw- uh, yeah, on my Twitter, on my TikTok, all this shit, on my YouTube especially, I'm getting recommended these videos that have to do with this, that that are helping me become better in this regard because now I'm using it more as a tool. And that's one thing, yeah. actually, Dale, I would like you to kind of touch on because I told Nelson yesterday you were you're better at at kind of that end of it the kind of the entrepreneur almost like using it as a tool so if you kind of want to talk about it using like social just, media yeah as a tool. just as a, yeah. so so just as we were talking about how the algorithm manipulates you right i think you can kind of leverage that so so like if you're a young guy right and you log on to twitter for the first time you don't you don't want to see politics but you want to see um, stuff about starting like e-commerce businesses, let's say, right? You only really need to find one guy that's doing it and it's going to recommend you a bunch of other stuff that's related to that. So like for me, right, I had a Twitter page and it was mostly political shit and I was just kind of getting pissed off reading it because it was like nothing's ever, there's just so much to be upset about, right? And what what really interests me was like, okay, all this is happening that's external that I can't really control. Let me focus on what I can control. And so that kind of led me to to try and pursue these people that were doing just that. And so I found, I, I think I, I made a new Twitter account. I literally just typed in sales and then e-commerce. And then I followed like two guys. And then I pretty much just kept getting recommended new people to follow. And like how Twitter works is like, you don't have to follow people to see their, their tweets in your feed, right? So like if I follow a lot of, you know, like drop shipping company or Twitter pages, it's going to just insert a random dude's tweet about drop uh, shipping in there. And then I can follow that, you know? So it's, it's kind of like all you really need to do is plant the seed and then the algorithm will do the rest of the work for you, but you got to use it in a way that's productive. So like, you know, I'm not going to go on Twitter and type in a bunch of political shit. You know, I'm going to go on there and type in a bunch of stuff about business finance, cryptocurrency, fucking NFTs, any anything that I'm interested in that's going to help, you know, me further my own life and then follow a few of those accounts. And then I could just keep, you know, it's like a snowball, just keep collecting accounts, collecting information. And that's kind of where I was able to find a lot of these groups that teach you, you know, how to drop ship, how to do sales. They all got discord groups, you know. Um, and and the plus side about that, too, is like, the people that you find in those spaces are going to be people that think pretty much like you, but it's, it's not in like a, an unproductive way. So instead of having a bunch of people who all think a certain political way, you're having a, a group of guys who all are striving to achieve something more, which I think is, is infinitely more productive. Yeah. So it's, it's once you I'm, take that first step, man, it's, it's life changing. Yeah, it's about using the the um, algorithm to fucking 
to, to your advantage pretty much you know like like i didn't know about fucking soul bra until i found i think i just typed in fitness or some bullshit right and then i found him on there and then i found other people and like the bow tide group which is like a phenomenal group to follow about literally anything um but it just kind of like snowballs when it all starts with that first initial search you know but it's great though because like you can make another twitter account or facebook or whatever you know that's too easy um but i think it's something to know like the algorithm is manipulating you if you don't if you let it you know but in that same regard you can also leverage the algorithm and kind of manipulate it to work yeah yeah it's it's an incredible tool to use and i think it's like a it's like a switch sorry to cut you off but it's like a switch like you have stopped using your unconscious mind, which is the thing that is being programmed by these algorithms, right? Is being fed this bullshit and is forcing you to think a certain way. So you kind of flip the switch and turn off your unconscious mind and start using your conscious mind. And like you flip it, you're now using the algorithm to your advantage to find stuff that's, that's going to yeah. progress you forward. And now you That's no exactly longer become right. this this robot in society with the rest. Now you're now you're the the outcast who is now getting told. I mean, I ran into this yesterday. People ask me if I'm okay. If I'm okay, yeah, I'm fine. I'm perfectly fucking fine. I just have no reason to talk to you. It's shit like yeah. that. You got these people that are almost irritated because you'll no longer try and fit in with them. They're almost envious of you. Because you are no longer phased by all this extra bullshit that is phasing them on a daily basis. No, that's why that's why I had to get off Reddit, dude. Because like I would type literally anything that went against, you know, the for Reddit's example, the far left narrative, and I just get downvoted to hell. And like, you know, I'm not speaking anything that's incorrect. You know, it's just that it doesn't happen to agree with you know, what Reddit wants to think. And it's like, that's a great website for building a high mentality, especially with how, you know, upvotes work. Um, but likewise, though, it's very great at kind of silencing opinions that don't agree with it because of downvotes. And it's, I don't know if anyone knows, but like, if you get minus 100 downvotes, most communities don't even let you comment on there. It's like a shadow ban. Ask me Man. how I know. <laughs> no, I, don't even, I don't even remember what I said. But <laughs> it was something that it wasn't anything like horrendous or whatever. Obviously, I would never fucking do that. But like, it was something that like went away. I think I talked about the Abraham Accords that Trump was doing, um, and that got me like fucking minus a hundred downvotes. And it's like, okay, now I'm effectively banned from these subreddits. But it's like. That's what these people need is a different opinion, but like they're, they don't, they don't want to look for it, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like not I saying, mean, agree with me, but like, a, just hear my opinion. They don't want to. It's you, you get into that. There's another thing you get into almost that fight or flight mode. Like they, they're so irritated that they either have to fight you or fucking literally run away. No, what it is, is they're afraid to admit that what they believed for so long was wrong. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, I think, yeah, you, yeah, you're right. Because, yeah, it, once you admit no. it, it changes your whole life. I mean, they've been doing the same thing for 23 years. Yeah. Cool. Cause I mean, like, you, I, don't, I don't know about you. If you think about your awakening, 
it's almost like you you kind of see a truth that you didn't want to see and now that you see it yeah you know i fell into a depression i mean i think we're still kind of all depressed in our own way but knowing that truth and i think that's why people have a problem with it is because they're not willing to accept that fact that yeah de depression is almost is almost that kind of like it's, you, you... yeah it's like what we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast it's like the first step to overcoming anything is admitting that you have an issue and mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. if if you are not if you're actively trying not to do that you're never going to yeah you know yeah there will never you be sitting here saying i'm not depressed i'm all depressed there's absolutely in denial yeah, yeah. and it's like are open-minded and accept the fact hey maybe i am depressed well then things start to get a little brighter yeah and one of the one of the issues for me that i ran into was i was depressed i i was in that state i was going to a therapy and all that shit um and then when i started feeling better i still had people telling me i wasn't so when i felt like i was out of depression when i felt good to go i still had the people around me saying Trevor, are you sure you're actually good to go? I mean, come on. It's only been two months. Come on. It's only been three months. Because if they, they're they not living it, they see it in their eyes. So if they went through what I went through, I guarantee it would be worse. Because I rate yeah. it. So, you know what I'm saying? So now they're upset that now I'm doing it faster. I'm, I'm done in two months or three months or four months. And they're like, ah, oh, no, you're not. You're not. Get back in there. Damn near. And now I have these people all around me every day just pushing me back down. Yeah, it's like misery loves company, you know. Yeah. And it's I can I can totally see how, you know, algorithms kind of, you know, take advantage of that and push this kind of content that like makes people upset. And it's like, okay, that gets clicks, you know, but like the byproduct of that is you make a whole group of people. Well, it's because money. Yeah, it's money. All it is, yeah, it's no. money. If the more the more stories like, they make that piss more people off, the more shares they get, and then boom, they get more money. No, it might be something too, like in your situation, Trevor, where it's like the people that are asking you if you were still depressed, like if you're sure, you know, like if they haven't overcome their own issues, they're not necessarily going to recognize what you're doing as progress. All that it's all that it is to them is is bizarre behavior because they haven't went through that themselves. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to know what it what it looks like to overcome their obstacles, you know? Yeah. It's like taking advice from someone who's never done it before. You're not going to take advice from someone who doesn't go to the gym if you go to the gym. Yeah. Or like if you never set foot in a gym and didn't know how to lift weights, a guy lifting weights is going to look weird to you because you yeah. don't know what, it, what progress looks like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, are you guys good there? You got anything else you want to talk about? No, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm good. I think we hit a yeah. lot of good shit there. Yeah, I think that was really good. I, I'm really happy with that. Uh, we'll include what our, our shit at the bottom, of course, in the description. Uh, anything else? I, I can't think of anything else. I think that's it. Nelson? Over the theme song. Oh, yeah. Our goal is to actually have a quote for each episode. Oh. Yeah, I didn't prepare one. Yeah, a quote? Yeah, I didn't prepare one this time. I forgot. Okay, I got one for you. Oh, bang. Send it. It's Jordan Peterson. Let's Be go. grateful in spite of your suffering. Boom. Bada boom. That's all it is.
We'll end up actually. We'll start putting those quotes in the description. <clears throat> the bottom. Agreed. But uh, yeah, thank you so much, Brandon, for calling me last night and hopping on. You know, jumping on this Absolutely. opportunity. The I mean, your first reaction was like nine a.m. And then uh, <laughs> after talking about <laughs> it, <laughs> after talking about it a little more, if anyone doesn't know, it is Sunday, so of course nine a.m. on a Sunday. Uh, then he listened to me talk for about one more minute and he said, fuck it. You know what? Let's do it. So, uh, as I told him after that, it gave me, it, it helped me sleep at night. Gave me, gave me hope. Uh, glad he came on. Glad we were able to, uh, talk about some more issues and, uh, we'll see you next time. Hopefully you can come on again. Absolutely, man. All righty. Peace out, y'all. Talk to you later.